gentlemen, yes, this is your favorite show, Sports Unfolded, with your favorite host, Eric and Ron. Hey, welcome to Spots Unfolded, Season 3, Episode 8. I am your host, Eric, my main man right over there. Ron, how are you tonight? Oh, I'm a little feisty right now. I, I see that uh, just based off of our pre-production. <laughs> um, this is moving on up. We will explain it as we go continue to go through the show. But I wanted to go off kilter for a little bit, if you don't mind, Ron, because uh -oh. I, I wanted to ask you a question. So the other night, me and my family, we go out to dinner and we go to Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. Love yeah. Chick-fil-A. Right. I, I love it. I know a lot of people don't. But can I ask you a question, Ron? Have you, you gotten, have you gotten to a point where you go to these establishments and they refuse to give you like extra sauce for anything? So we had six of us. And it's over $100 for the bill, right? Everything goes accordingly. And they give us like five sauces for six people. And I'm just questioning, like, have you gone to McDonald's, Burger King, any of those? You know, you got to ask for barbecue sauce and they give you one for a 20 piece. I like, am not going to any establishments until they give us a sponsorship. Okay. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. We'll go that route. It just, it's just bothers me. I don't understand why they, they, they go that route. And now they sell like a little bottle. That you can pay three dollars for that. Well, you that's why get. they want to do it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, it's just uh, corporate America sometimes. That's really why I don't go me. there. That's why I don't so, go there. <laughs> so, don't don't go there. You don't go there. So let's start off with our leadoff story, and that is one Mr. Russell Westbrook, who has a new home. Uh, he has signed with the Los Angeles Clippers. Does this help them in the Western Conference and possibly win the West? Oh uh, no. <laughs> no! And next segment. Very good. There we go. That's a, that was a, that was easy. You asked that was the question. An easy I one. answered it. Um, they are not going to win the championship. <laughs> um, look, I, what does he add? I mean, if he, is he going to add thirty percent shooting? <laughs> yeah, I think right now currently shooting forty-one point seven percent. Oh, there we go. That's an improvement from the beginning of the year. Yeah, you know, and then uh, 29.6 from three-point range. Yep. So, again, when you're looking at shooting, actually, even free throws, 65.5. So he's not, he's not a okay. good free not throw Not for shooter. nothing, but I'm a better, better three, free throw shooter than he is. Yes. I think we're going to have to tape that someday and see. See how many uh, out of ten. I'll, I'll do. All right. All I'll right. We'll it. definitely have to do that. So – I, I mean, it, the interesting part of this is I, I look at he's probably going to be the one guy that plays every game for the rest of the season because Kawhi Leonard, we know, takes time off. And Paul George uh, is has a tendency to do the same thing. He has a relationship with Paul George. They played in OKC. But this is his fifth team in five years. Is it a rust factor or it, the teams that he's been on? Would you say it's been the biggest issue? I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest with you. 
Um, but I have no confidence in this helping the Clippers get to that championship. Um, they were I very mean, active, though, in the trade market. When, yes, when they were. Trades, Eric Gordon, Bones Highland, Mason Plumley. So they picked up some good players. Yes. You add a Russell Westbrook. He doesn't have to be the star, right? Kawhi and, and Paul George are those well, that's guys. That's what they said in, you know, Lakers uniform. You don't have to be yeah. the star. But I think Russell Westbrook. Oh, wow. Wow. I can't say Russell Westbrook today. <laughs> Um, I think he craves needing to be the star, but I think his skills have diminished enough where he can't be the star. And that lies the problem because I think he still feels he is the guy and he's not. He's not the triple double guy that was, you know, a few years ago. They're currently fourth in the Western Conference. So they're 33 and 28, a half game behind Sacramento and three and a half games behind Memphis. So, I mean, they could possibly get to the second seed. Yeah. And that changes the dynamic a little bit, at least from, you know, home court. And... Not to me, it doesn't. I just don't see that team being able to sustain it. And, yes, going into the playoffs, they could they could go on a run and they can get into the playoffs and maybe get that second seed. But playoff time, bodies break down. And when you're looking at your three guys that you're counting on to get you over that hump, I'm not sure those bodies aren't going to break down at some point in the playoffs. Yeah, you might be right, especially Kawhi Leonard. I don't trust the fact that he'll be on the court uh, more than fifty percent of the time, and and to me that that's going to be one of the biggest factors for them to to get yeah. out of the West. Yeah, you're right. Do you think it was the right fit in, with the Lakers, though? Could this be a better situation, at least for Russell Westbrook in L.A., but now with the Clippers? I mean, it could be. It depends on how the team chemistry is going to be, of course, because let's face it, in L.A., the guy that had to have the ball had the ball, and it wasn't Westbrook that had the ball. Yeah. And I I think he might be in a similar situation with Kawhi and Paul George. I don't know if he's going to get the ball as much as he wants and therefore, I don't know if he gives a full effort. Yeah. And, and again, if you can't shoot, I mean, you're not going to be on the court. It's going to be the same scenario in the fourth quarter. Are you really trusting this guy to be on the court? Right. In a crucial situation, in, in clutch time, as they would call it, knowing that he shoots 41% and then 29 me, from three. To me, I think that the team is hoping that he can come off the bench and give some of your star players a rest enough to keep you in, you know, the game against the, you know, the the backups for the opponents. Yeah. I I, I don't know how this is going to turn out. We'll we'll have to, you know, keep an eye on it and see if uh, this ends up, you know, turning around their season. Keep an eye on it. Yep. All right, my friend. Great leadoff story, Russell. Russell but he Brooke, did move he, up in the rankings. He moved up. He did. You moving know, on he up. went from what, 13th to 4th? Yes. Yep. So he's moving on up. Uh, it's on the west side, though. Not. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yes. 
Uh, all right. It's NFL time. Let's talk some NFL football. And we're staying on the West Coast with the Los Angeles Rams who have cut Bobby Wagner. Are we seeing the selling off of the Rams now? So you think about where they were. They win the Super Bowl. They kind of went all in. And now we're seeing that they're, they're unable to afford some of these guys. And, and they're going to start to cut. They are extremely over the salary cap, $15 million over the salary cap. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, I, look, they were terrible last year. Yeah, 5-12. and 12. I mean, that is pretty bad. I don't know how you go from winning the Super Bowl to that. I think that's and one of the worst records in NFL history, like after winning a Super Bowl. I'm yeah, pretty sure. like I, I'm, I'm stunned that they gave very little effort, you know, in trying to get back to, you know, I mean, why wouldn't you want to try to repeat, right? I mean, you would the last thing so. to do it was the Patriots, and I think the first thing, the first thought that should have crossed all of their minds is like, we need to knock off that that stigma of not being able to repeat and going for it and finally eliminating the Patriots from conversation, you know, as far as repeating. Aaron Donald comes back, right? There was a debate on that. You know, you start to look at certain things. The the problem they're going to have to Cooper cup as great of a wide receiver is he's 12% of that salary cap. He is a large chunk of that. So, He's your best player offensively. I will give him that. But how do you build anything around when a wide receiver is your top? It's not even your quarterback. It's your wide receiver. I know. Yeah, there's something wrong with the dynamics and and the salaries on that team, and that's an issue. Um, I, I would not be surprised if they basically cut Cooper Cup. I would not I, be surprised at this point. I don't think cap hit would kill him. He's guaranteed way too much money. It would kill him. They yeah, wouldn't be I mean, in a better I, boat. I don't know what they, they only mean, saved so. five million doing this move. They saved yeah. five million, and that was it. Because <clears throat> even though Bobby Wagner is making ten million a year with the in seven point five million, I mean, you got to think cap. they're going to have to trade him. Yeah, I mean, you 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 might think that that's going to have to be in the cards. But if that's the case, right? Are we done? We're done with the Rams, I guess, right? Realistically, I can't see them. I can't see them. I can't see them being able to do anything in the offseason if they don't. Aaron Donald's tying up a lot of money. You got twenty million invested in Stafford. This is talk about a fall from grace. We we're saying moving on up. They're moving on down. Like they're just well. This is what. This is this is why, you know, I don't see this as being the model of what every team wants to do in the NFL. Now, you saw the Raiders try to do this. You know, oh, let's go get everybody now. You saw the Chargers do it. And they paid those two teams paid a lot of money for some players. And their window is now closing, especially when you have like Hebert, Herbert, Hebert, Herbert, Herbert, <laughs> Herbert is, Sesame Street. There. You know, Hebert, Hebert. His contract, once his contract is up, they're gonna oh, have the a money. problem. Yeah, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, you can't pay Burrow and Chase. 
what happens there? Like that's another organization yeah. that's going to start to feel this. Yeah, and and you know when they all looked at the model of the Rams, well, the Rams are already over. How I smart mean, were the Chiefs? How smart are the Chiefs? So you pay Patrick Mahomes $45 million a year. Yeah. But yet you said, look, he's the piece. Because you can lose a Tyreek Hill, who's considered one of the best wide receivers in the league today, and still bring in guys that are less money and yeah. be productive. And I think that's where you're going to start to see that mold. You know it's a copycat league well, in the NFL. I, I think I think that the Kansas City Chiefs took a page out of the Patriots playbook. To be honest with you. Well, vice versa, though, right? They went the opposite way. Brady took less to pay well, more guys. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm saying for the most part, they didn't keep their, you know, guys that are going to get these big salaries. They let yep. them go. Gotcha. And, you know, they got the guy that is going to make those other players better. And you try to plug in the pieces that you need, you know, elsewhere, especially on defense. And it turned out that Kansas City players on defense stepped up when they needed to, and they, they believed that they would, and they did. And give credit to the front office of Kansas City for doing getting the players that they needed. Yeah, they drafted well, and, and you see that. And now the Rams are in the opposite boat. They're going to have to draft extremely well because yeah. they're going to lose a lot of talent. And. Bobby Wagner's very productive last season. So, yeah. again, he'll be back on the market. I'm sure there's going to be a team that's interested in, in signing him. And he may be a little cheaper because he's getting some money from the Rams to begin with. Yeah, so maybe, you know, if he's if he can come cheap, then, you know, there's a, there's a little spot in New England that, you know, we wouldn't mind having. Yeah, yeah. Let's see that. Let's see if that happens. Probably not. All right. All right. Let's talk about a quarterback now. On a different aspect, Daniel Jones. So he switched agents. He's looking for forty-five million dollars a year. A contract. He's out of his mind. He's out of his mind. All right. So you don't think he's worth it? And I'm going to argue to the point that I believe he is. He's not. And I'm going to I'm going to explain to you why. I'm going to. You ready for this? I'm going to. I'm going right. to. I can't wait this. to hear this one. All right. The the highest the five highest paid quarterbacks right now in the league are Aaron Rodgers at fifty point two million. Russell Wilson at 48.5, Kyla Murray at 46.1, Deshaun Watson at 46 million, and then Patrick Mahomes at 45, which would put Daniel Jones, let's say, sixth, okay? If you look at how these quarterbacks performed, obviously Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes are on their own. But Daniel Jones's numbers last season beat Watson, Wilson, and Murray. And it's not even close. It's not even close. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I can't. Uh, there's no way I'm making Daniel Jones the sixth highest paid. This is the going way for a quarterback, though. I'm not doing it with Daniel Jones. I'm not doing it. And okay. he's so, out of his mind if he thinks he deserves that money. Out I of would, his mind. I would say this if he was smart, he takes less so they can pay Saquon, keep players around him. But what I'm saying to you is this. If they don't keep that franchise quarterback, where are they again? They start all over again. He's a franchise-winning quarterback. He he got no, them to not. the playoffs. He got uh, them to oh, the playoffs. He didn't get them to the playoffs. He Who didn't got him to the playoffs? Well, was he the starting quarterback for the New York Giants? Mostly due to the.
the rest of the the cast of characters like saquon barkley for the most part carried that offense and the defense played very well even if they franchise them it's over 30 million to franchise i'm not i'm not not doing it i'm not doing it i'm sorry i'm not so you'd start over I, i would start over based on the season they had and the excitement that people around New York have for the New York Giants now that they're a legitimate look, team look, that can make the you, playoffs. If you want to pay somebody in that top five, trade for somebody that's worth five. Trade somebody. You know, if you want a top five quarterback, go out and get Aaron Rodgers. Go out and get him. You know, I, I, how many I'm years not, you got with the Rodgers though? Look, I, I'm at the point where I wouldn't even take him over some of the guys that don't even have a job right now. Like, I'm sorry, I, don't I gotta think hear this. Daniel one. Jones is that good right right now? I don't think he's good. Is he better than Derek Carr? No. So you think no. Derek Carr's better? <laughs> okay. Yes, I do. Okay. I just don't think Daniel Jones is, is he a better very than, good quarterback. Is he better than Deshaun Watson? Couldn't tell you at this point. Is he better I mean, than Russell knows. Wilson? Russell Wilson. No. Russell Wilson last year. Last I know his Four and eleven. Year. Look at who their coach was. Sixteen I mean, touchdowns, I mean, eleven. I don't care. The, the coach was terrible. Coach was terrible. So I'm not saying that he difference. was great. I'm not saying he was great, but he's okay. better than Daniel Jones. Okay, you're with Ron. Okay, Kenny, thanks for joining. I listen. If you guys think starting all over again, look at how well it's working out for the New England Patriots. They had a guy in-house that they could have paid in Tom Brady. Right? Egos get in the way. Things happen. You let a guy go. Your franchise now for the last three years, now going into year four, is going to be a question. The New York Giants haven't been able to get it right in years. They finally get a coach that can coach the kid, that can make him a playoff contending quarterback, and now you say just start over because the going rate in the market is going to be about 40, 40 plus million. Russell Wilson came over to Denver and we all clamored about how great the Broncos were going to be because they got themselves a legitimate quarterback. And what yeah. ended up happening? He stinks because he doesn't have a legitimate coach. So that's my point. If you've got the pieces already in place and you're going to pay a guy 50 million anyway, and you know that the coach and him work well together, why would you want to get rid of that now? I'm I'm not signing him for for that much money. Sorry, he's not getting paid what Mahomes is getting. I'm sorry, that's just just that's just. I think the the biggest shocker was Mahomes screwed himself with that deal. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like maybe he did take less. You know, maybe he did take less. Took a little less. Yeah, five million less than Aaron Rodgers at fifty. And that's fine, but. You know, I'm not paying Daniel Jones what Patrick Mahomes is getting. It's not happening. Okay. And anybody anybody that that wants to do that, God bless your team because, you know, it, it is not going to work out for you. It's not going to work out for you. Daniel Jones is just a seat warmer. Okay. That's what he is. He is what he is. I'd rather have Purdy. Off of based off of what Purdy's the, uh, 
Purdy had talent around him. If you yes. talk about a guy that had to, that but, was all. But I'd still rather have him. Debo Samuels and Christian McCaffrey. Yes. And, you know, he doesn't have that in New yes. York. He has Saquon Barkley. He finally had a good year. How well he did as a rookie. I'll take that. They told him not to lose the game. He didn't do anything. He wasn't spectacular at all. Right. And you pl- that's plug what him. Daniel Jones okay. is after okay. all these seasons in the plug, league. Plug him in. Okay, let's go close to home here. Plug Purdy in New England. Is he as successful? No. Absolutely not. Put Daniel Jones in New England. Is he about the same or uh, as Mac Jones? No. So you think Mac Jones is better than Daniel Jones? Absolutely. You are off your rocker. I am you are not. Out of, you not. are. Daniel Jones is how many years has he been in the league? This is was his fifth year. Okay, and he hasn't gotten any better. Oh, fourth. He fourth hasn't gotten year. any better. He got no into the playoffs. He went nine and six. He threw fifteen he touchdowns, five interceptions. He didn't get them there. I'm sorry. He's got, he's the, not he's got the wheels. He he's mobile. <coughs> I think you're wrong on this one. No, you're. I'm not I, wrong I, on this you one. You are wrong. You are wrong. Okay. Because they're going to pay some other guy thirty something million, and and it's going to be he's going to be as bad as if it's to your point. So I'd rather pay thirty million to Carr than forty five to to Daniel Jones. Seriously, okay. Daniel Jones is not good enough. He's not good and enough. Derek Carr had a better team around him and couldn't win. Now you got to blame the coach, right? So there's all these factors. Just saying. So Just Brian saying. Dable, Daniel Jones worked, gets them to the playoffs. Let's break it up. Let's start over again. That makes sense. That's how organizations stay the way they are. So your boy, Aaron Rodgers, he came out of his darkness retreat. And I know you were excited I about did. that. Did you Did you guys hang out afterwards when he got out? Because, I, I mean, it's like days of no, nothing. No, no lights, because no. I'm still upset that he didn't send me a Christmas card last got, year. See? So this is here's your chance to make amends, okay? Do you think... About his next move, do you think that's what was going on in that darkness retreat? And what, what what's it going to be? What's his next move? What's Aaron Rodgers' next move? I don't even know. I, I don't even think he he knows. I mean, this is just Aaron Rodgers being spoiled and wants all the attention on him. And you know, so he's going to go in a darkness retreat or whatever the hell he's calling it. And, and frankly, it's just BS. He just wanted to be left alone and, you know, avoid all the questions. That's all it was. He he just didn't want to answer any questions. I heard and, it was like $1,300 a night. Imagine that for nothing. There's no TVs. There's not. There's nothing in it. It's just complete darkness. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, but it's nice. You can also do that up in the mountains. So, I mean, <laughs> in what's a tent, the point? Right? Yeah, what's I the don't point? know. I don't no, know. Listen, I think... Aaron, like I said, this is yeah. Aaron Rodgers... Wanting to hog the media, and this is his way of doing it. He's playing us. He's playing every single person, oh, anyways. Because you know what he's gonna, what's gonna happen? He's gonna end up back with the Green Bay Packers. And I think he's just playing this to say, "Look, I'm still Aaron Rodgers. I'm a four-time MVP, right? I'm blah blah blah." And at the end of the day, it's gonna be, "I'm going back to Green Bay because that's the best scenario for me." I I don't see. This isn't the Tom Brady situation where it was the, the two of them couldn't get along. This is more about Aaron Rodgers wanting to feel like he's the king of everything. Yeah. And if I'm the Green Bay Packers, I'm trying to move on from him because I don't want to do this every season anymore. I mean, you got to think, like, how does he feel about Patrick Mahomes being better than him? 
Listen, he, the guy's won one championship, and we're anointing him as the, the greatest thing behind Tom Brady. And I it blows my mind anything. because you win one championship on it. On you, you could be the MVP see, every single year. Who see, cares? Last week, I mentioned that Patrick Mahomes is now tied with Peyton and Eli. Yeah. Right? And I, I, I was saying that in jest, of course. But Aaron Rodgers isn't even that good. I mean, he hasn't matched Eli. Yeah. What does that tell and, you? And, and then they finally get a, a solid defense last season. They got running backs now. And they still couldn't win until the end. It was like they had to try to win six straight at the end. I, I just think that Green Bay, if I was a Packers fan or even the Packers organization, I'm at this point, I'm saying, look, Aaron, go in the darkness all you want somewhere else because I don't want to deal with this next season. I'll come back, and then what happens next season? Well, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. I'll let you know. I don't need that. cannot function like that because you have to know basically, you know, at least a week after the season ends. A week after the season ends, you need to know because you need the process to start. Yeah. You know, because if you, you need to get a draft new quarterback, yeah. you know, you Free have agents. to put yourself in a position to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I think this is all he does. He plays the game. And he came back last season looking like Nick Cage selfish. and Conair. And- yeah, it was selfish that he puts the effort in towards the end just so love can't get in the game. Yeah. That's all he's doing. Out. He might have done that because of Brett Favre. Look at Brett Favre. How many times did Brett Favre say he was retiring? He came back, and maybe he learned that from Brett. Yeah, Favre, right? Favre. <laughs> but I, I would say that Kenny, you're, you're probably dead spot on, man. It's it's yeah. No, I agree with it's, him. He was around a selfish quarterback, and here we go with another selfish quarterback. Yep. But we used to hear the same stories, like Tom Brady wouldn't you know, help the young kids learn the playbook or learn because he didn't want to lose his job. And Aaron Rodgers doing the same thing. He's saying, I'm not going to let Jordan Love take my position. If I want to be back in Green Bay, I'm going to hold on to it. And I'm going to, I'm going to dangle. It's that commercial when they dang the guys dangling the carrot or the meme and they got the Super Bowl trophy. Have you ever seen that with the old guy in the fishing hat and he's dangling the right. That's Aaron Rodgers right now to the Green Bay Packers. Like, Ooh, maybe I'll come back. Oh, almost got it. Oh, no, I don't. And, And that's not, Oh, wait, to your point, to run an organization. If I'm the Packers, yeah. I'm trying to move on. I'm calling the Jets right now, and I'm saying, and, look, what are you, you going to give us? And to be honest, you got to give the Patriots a little credit for that. They made a decision, okay, we're going to move on. Yeah. You know, and Belichick does this all the time. Better to get rid of him a, a year too soon than a year yeah. too late. He was fine. It was, was a year too. It was yeah. three years too soon. <laughs> yeah. He, he was, he was. <laughs> He was wrong on this one. We'll, we'll, we'll all agree well, yeah, on that. Yeah, he was wrong, but at least you got to give him credit. Okay, we're going to move on. This is what we're going to do. No, absolutely. It's absolutely. decisiveness, and it starts day one of the new season, which is the day after Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we will have a new segment coming up uh, shortly in the show, so stay tuned for that. We're really excited about it, and it will really? be even more bold. Bold predictions. Bold. We are future prospects. Is the name of the, the oh, can't wait. Sports oriented. Yeah, right? See, all right, but it is time right now, my friend, for triple play. No music. Grounded to third. There's uh, one. There's two. There it is. It's a triple play. Let's go. Triple play time. These NHL players 
had the most points in 2015. What did we do in 2015? Because it was eight years ago, season eight, episode eight of season three. Season eight. I mean, I feel like we could, we'll be going until it's uh, season 100 if we could. Patrick Kane, Jamie Benn, and Sidney Crosby all led the league in points that year. You need to decide which player you will start, bench, and cut. You are first this week, my friend, so lead us off. This was actually really easy. Um, cutting Jamie Ben, um, he's just <laughs> not even. Yeah, he's just not even close to the the caliber of the guys that are ahead of him. Um, even though he's a good player, um, he's not a great player. Agreed. Um, I will give you that one. And I am benching Patrick Kane. Um, why can't guy. you say the other guy? Who's the, who's the guy you Don't worry about what I can and cannot say. Okay. Okay. But Patrick Kane gets benched <laughs> with his 446 goals, 779 yeah. assists. Um, basically, I benched him because that one number that's kind of glaring. He's only a plus 20, while the other guy is a plus 207. Plus 207. Pretty impressive. Yeah. They both have three cups. Yep. Um, they both have Smythe Awards, Ross Hart, Pearson, Calder, blah, blah, blah. Um, but Sid doubled up on all of those. <laughs> <laughs> and in some cases, tripled up. So, um, so yeah, it was not, it was not a difficult selection putting Sidney Crosby out of these three players as my starter. Okay. All right. And I, I had it the same way. That pains me, but it doesn't no. pain me. No, He's I know it doesn't. Player. He is. He is. A fantastic hockey player. Yeah. A future uh, Hall of Famer. Sidney Crosby was my starter as well. And Patrick Kane and my bench. And to your point, Jamie Ben just doesn't have the same caliber numbers that the other two guys have. Yeah. And no cups. Um, but right. I, I will I will say this. I think one of these segments we're gonna have to uh, do. Although with I Ron think in his equipment he does have a cup. Right, right. I hope so. Imagine taking a puck there. Oof. Um, I would say we're gonna have to do like a Montreal Canadiens, Ron's favorite Montreal Canadiens, some point. And and I'm gonna make you say all their names. <laughs> I think well, that's it shouldn't because- take too long to name my favorites. <laughs> oh boy what am i gonna do with you what am i gonna do with it you? might be two three <laughs> we gotta get to five all right my friend we're gonna talk some nba i'm glad i'm glad kenny's with us we're gonna talk some nba right now and we're gonna talk about the atlanta hawks who they fired nate mcmillan do you believe this was the best move for the team um yeah i would say so i mean when you look at it it was, look, the Hawks are just not playing up to their potential. No, I mean, it's just not. that simple. And as much as I think Nate McMillan isn't a bad coach, he just couldn't get these guys going anymore. They're just, like, tuning him out. And yeah, and he's been on some team like Portland. He did the same thing. Like, they played well under him. Indiana for a bit and then all of a sudden it just the wheels fall off and I don't know if it's his coaching style or how he works these guys 
But um, in three seasons with the Hawks, 179 games, 99 and 80, a 553 win percentage, but 11 and 12 in the playoffs, 478 win percentage. He got him to the Eastern Conference Finals that first year. He he was their coach, but I think that was, again, that stick a shot. Trey Young, and he kind of had, you you know, so I I think it's time. My my only problem I have is this now that they're saying the possible candidates. One's really sticking out, Quinn Snyder. Who um, 372, 264, 585 win percentage in the regular season. Guy's great in the regular season with Utah. He had, you know, he had he had some star players there as well. But 21 and 30 in the playoffs, a 412 win percentage. Yeah, Wouldn't you want a guy that that's winning? So I may Duke has been mentioned as well, but yet it seems like they've already locked in on Quinn Snyder, and it, it kind of baffles me. Yeah, uh, you know. I- Look, McMillan would make a great interim coach. You come in, finish out the year, finish out the year strong, uh, try to get into the playoffs, and let's see see what happens, right? But if you're going to replace him with a guy that doesn't win in the playoffs, what's the point? Isn't that the ultimate goal, right? When you want to win in the playoffs, what, get a guy that's. What are you changing? The, it's going to be the same scenario. Anything. You're getting a guy that wins in the regular season, right. which Nate McMillan usually can do. Twenty nine and thirty nine, right. they were better than last year. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't know if I agree with this move because they have some young talent. When do the players start to take accountability? Trey Young, Clint Capella, John Collins. Dejounte Murray, they traded for, for uh, from San Antonio. Like they, they've got good players on here. This team has enough talent to win, regardless. And I, I just I think sometimes, in spot. yeah. So I, I don't know. And then you're going to bring a guy in that can win in the regular season, lose in the playoffs. What are you gaining? I don't understand it. I really don't. I don't know why Aduka wasn't being more mentioned here, especially since the Celtics now. You know, name Joe Mazzula, their official head coach. The, the interim tag's off. I, I don't know where Aduka is doing. Is he still technically a Celtic? I don't even know. I don't even know how that works. Why not? Probably still hoping to get compensation for him. Here's a guy that got a team in his first year to the NBA Finals. Isn't that where you'd want to be? Yeah, I think I'll that makes what, more sense. If Aduka was to take over this team. I'd fear them in the playoffs. Absolutely. Cause he's got the talent. That talent that they were a talented team. Yeah. Yeah. And and that to me would make more sense. Get a guy that you know can get you to the finals. And what they're in the number six spot right now, right? I believe they are. Yes. So no, eighth. Play- I'm sorry. Eighth. They're in the eighth. They're uh, oh, three okay. games from the sixth spot again uh, the Knicks. All right. So it's possible that they could end up playing the one or two seed. Yeah, so if they play on... the one, two, or three seed, that's a dangerous team if they get hot. If they have a good coach to win in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I just I'm just saying. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. One more story coming out of the NBA was Kevin Love, and he yeah. decided to sign with the Miami Heat. Does this help them close the gap a little bit no. in the Eastern Conference? No. All right, segment over. Yeah, you're really, you are great tonight. That's the facts. I mean, right? what, do you what, not what, see? Right, they're not ahead of Milwaukee. They're not ahead of Boston. I still no. put Philadelphia ahead of them. 
I think they're in that mix with Cleveland, Brooklyn, and the uh, the Knicks. I still like that don't even to me, think they're as good as Cleveland, right? Like Cleveland, yeah, you could. Say, I, I, but they got talent too, right? Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hara, uh, Hero. Hero, and then Kyla, uh, Kyle Lowry. So they've got guys that are, are now you're not at. Here's the key they are the fourth worst rebounding team in the league. Yeah. You just added a guy that averages about seven rebounds a game. So your rebounding numbers could, they don't need Kevin Love to be the old Kevin Love. They need Kevin Love to come in and do exactly what he's doing right now just rebound, get us eight points a game. You know, off the bench, I this is a nice move. It's quiet, but again, to your point, I don't think it puts them ahead of the other top three in the in the East. No, Conference. because I and when you think about it, if Love is going up against Giannis, Giannis has got the edge on the rebounds for me. Yeah, I don't. If he's I don't going love against that Robert Williams, you know, or Al, I'm still going to give the the Celtics the advantage in that category as well. Yeah, if I don't you're love going to up against Embiid. You're not beating Embiid on the boards. I don't I mean, love that matchup either. No. So that does love. not help against those three teams, which is what you have to do. I just little waned Eminem, no love right there. I mean, he can't shoot three. I mean, but he's actually shooting his worst percentage, I think, in his career right now, Kenny. So that yeah. part of it as well, it's not like you To me, they brought this guy in to say, look, get us eight points a game, however you're going to get us, because that's what he's averaging. Get us seven rebounds because we are a horrible rebounding team. They average 41.4 rebounds per game. It's fourth worst in the NBA. They need a rebounder. He's not going to dominate, but if he can get them seven boards a game, that obviously helps them in, in an area that they're deficient. Yeah. Right? So they, that was some NBA talk. Kenny, I appreciate you chiming in there, my friend. We're going to talk some Major League Baseball, which – Spring training started. I think it opened up today. Yeah, spring training. And the New York Yankees already have an injury. Uh, Pitcher Frankie Montas uh, had surgery this week on his right shoulder. Uh, He's not expected to be back till the second half of the season. How will this affect the New York Yankees? Well, um, that's going to be a big problem. That's going to be a big problem because now that's another starter that's not in that lineup. And when you're looking looking over and you see Toronto and you see Tampa Bay starting rotation, because Tampa Bay, no matter who they get, always ends up being, you know, quality starts. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really worried about their prospects that they have coming up, replacing anybody that, that you know, is gone. So in Toronto, frankly, I think they have the best – starting rotation in that whole division, possibly even in the league. Yeah, I, I look, I don't know how much, he came over from Oakland, one one in three, 3.70 uh, ERA, 33Ks, 15 uh, walks. They shut him yeah. down in September. He didn't even play uh, in the postseason. Yep. I, I, they're starting rookie. I'm more concerned about Nesta Cortez. With the Yankees, he has a hamstring that issue. Too. Like they're working him back in now, but I like Garrett Cole. I uh, Garrett Cole. I like uh, Carlos uh, Rendon. I like those two. Severino, Dominguez, uh, Herman, and they those two guys are going to be crucial because I think this was going to be their third or fourth starter in that rotation. 
that that concerns me if you don't have this guy now for half the season where oh, you expected him to eat up innings he's he was probably going to be a third or fourth and yeah, probably no, it's, third it, it's it's a big problem for the yankees i mean let's face it they're going to be in the east and that is the most difficult division in the american league by far between having toronto in there and tampa bay Boston and all of a sudden Baltimore are players. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's, you can't expect Aaron judge to hit 62 plus home runs. Like that's no. And that is going to be a big, big problem. They didn't pick up a bat. The Yankees, they really didn't pick up a bat. So now if you're looking at it, they've got basically the same team they had last year with some injuries to their starting rotation, I'm not so sure this is going to be the same season for the New York Yankees that they had last season. I, although Boston's definitely not. Oh, Boston's not going to be a player in this one this year. Which brings us to our new epi- uh, new segment. I know how excited you are, and this is called Future Prospects. Got a little bit. Uh-oh. Clock's ticking. We are going to di- we are going to make some funky, bold predictions, and we're going to argue our 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 predictions. Basically, these future prospects, and each one of us, uh, you, we get two. So you get to go first this week, and you're going to give us a prospect that you believe is going to happen, and then why it's going to happen. So you can set us off with your number one. Okay. Um, the New York Yankees. Oh, right. Tied right in. Nice. Um, yeah. They are going to start the season four and six. Okay. And they will not win the division. Okay. Hmm. And the reason being because that starting pitching just isn't good enough. Um, okay. You can't. First of all, going half the year without without Montas, and frankly, we don't even know if he can handle the East's bats. I don't think they, that he can. Okay. You know, being out in Oakland is all fine and dandy because you had nobody that can really hit the ball out there. Um, the American League East, you can hit the ball. Every okay. team can hit the ball. Even Tampa Bay can scrape in runs. They know how to how to manufacture runs okay All so right. i think they're going to struggle new york toronto, don't win the division. Toronto, toronto wins the division wins the division because that staff that starting rotation is legit okay don't forget march 28th major league baseball preview show so be ready for that my first future prospect wait are you supposed to argue it no that's that's your prediction okay we'll go with it all oh. right Okay. My future prospect, my number one, the Boston Bruins will not win the Stanley Cup this season. And I'm going to go back to past histories. 2012, best record in the NHL, Vancouver Canucks, did not win the Stanley Cup. 2016 and 17, Washington Capitals, best record in the NHL, did not win the Cup. 2018, Tampa Bay Lightning, did not win the cup and the 2021 Florida Panthers did not win the cup. 
all had the best record, all won the president's trophy. And yet you get into the playoffs, everything gets tougher. I think that Olmark, as great as a season as he's had, I don't consider him a top-notch playoff goal goaltender. I think we'll start to see that come back down to earth. I, I the Boston Bruins will not win the Stanley Cup this season. That is my first future prospect. I mean, you're smirking like I was gonna like. No, I know you. I know you. I, I know. I know where you're gonna go with it, and you're gonna tell me that you believe that anyway. But I think there's a lot of people out there that think they're just gonna coast, and I feel like the problem is no different than the New England Patriots when they went 18 and one. <laughs> that 19th game, the there was so much pressure, and I think the Boston Bruins are overachieving so much that all everybody's talking about now is the records for points, the records for wins. And it really doesn't matter. It matters what you do in the playoffs. Well, isn't it like since, I don't know, when was the last time the President's Trophy winner won the Stanley Cup? That'd be a good question. I I thought it was even before 2012, to be honest. You want me to look it up? I can look it up. Sure. Go ahead. Look it up. Because I think it's been a long time. I don't. I don't recall that if, that happening very often. Maybe in the past it happened regularly because once one team dominated, that's what it was. It was just domination. But president I, trophies. Uh, I think won. it's been a while. Uh, in the past ten seasons, uh, the last one was the Chicago Blackhawks in 2013. So that was the last one. Yeah. So ten years ago. So it doesn't, happen, last, that, that it doesn't happen that often. Yeah. Yeah. So, so not looking good for the Boston Bruins. Your number two future prospect, Ron, what else is going to happen in the future? Okay. This is an interesting one, Eric, uh, because I'm really sticking my neck out for this one. Okay. But I really, truly believe it will happen. Um, there will be six teams in the NHL playoffs that did not make it last season okay now when you look at the east right now new jersey is the only team that did not make the playoffs last season so that means i need some help there right you need five teams to make it in right so currently right now the islanders and the Detroit Red Wings are in those playoff spots. They were not in the playoffs last season. So that would give me three. And I don't think Washington is going to be a player because they're already selling. Yeah. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to be a player. They can make a push, but they're four spots down. And Florida Panthers are just not consistent enough. So I think the Islanders, Detroit, and Buffalo – those three teams have a shot at getting in there, and I think two of those teams will get in. So that will give me three. In the West, Winnipeg, not a playoff team. They are second in that division right now. Yeah. I think they hold They're on almost to a lot, playoffs. Yeah. Um, and Vegas did not make the playoffs. They are currently yep. in the lead in the West, and I think they will make it. So I would need one, one more, more team. Now, this is the scary one. This is the one that I'm worried about because right Kraken. now Seattle yes. is in that spot. The Kraken. But 
behind them is Colorado and Calgary. Who both made the playoffs. So Who both made the playoffs. Yep. So if, if both of those teams leapfrog Seattle, it does not happen. But I'm going to say Seattle is going to hang in there, and I think Calgary is going to be the team to fall behind. Okay. All right. So six teams, how they're going to get there. Great job. Seeing the future, Ron. I like it. Future prospects. My future prospect at number two was the Los Angeles Lakers will make the playoffs and win a playoff series. And here's why. They're only a game and a half back of the 10th spot. So they, they need a game and a half. And the team that's ahead of them in the 10th spot's Golden State. And we know their injuries. Steph Curry's still out for maybe another week. The other teams that are ahead of them at eight and nine, the New Orleans Pelicans and the Utah Jazz. The Jazz are going to fall out of it. They started off so hot that hot in, in the beginning of the season. They fall off. Yeah. New Orleans can't stay healthy. Same problem they had last year. They are possibly going to fall off as well. OKC and Portland, I don't have any faith in, which means the Lakers leapfrog them, especially with the trade impacts that they had from Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell, Mo Bamba. I think that this team is now primed to get at least back into the playoffs and win a series. La, the la, Lakers will la, make la, the playoffs. La Bamba. La 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 Bamba. La, la, yes. La, 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 Easy, Ricky Valens. It's all right. Is it Rich, Ricky? Richie. Richie Valens. Richie Valens. Richie. Richie Valens. Richie. So the Lakers make the playoffs and win a playoff series. My second no, future I don't prospect. know about winning a playoff series, but. I take LeBron James in a one-game a one game series. It, oh, well, they, that's not winning a series. That they is win a, a series. Game. That that's is a playoff. <laughs> no, you got to win the playing game to make the playoffs. Make the series. Okay. And they still do it. They still do it. Denver. Nuggets get beat by the Los Angeles Lakers in the no, first not round. Gonna happen. Not gonna happen. In the first round. Not going to happen. That's your future prospect. That's our new segment. You I hope you all like it out there. more than you can chew, and no, I like I, the I'm segment. Making it. I like the segment. I, I think this is going to be a great one for us. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it. But uh, we are going to talk some hockey. It is NHL time, and oh. I know how excited you were to get oh. this off your chest tonight. Oh, the Boston boy. Bruins. Like I, I'm, they, I'm having my my chest is ready to explode. <laughs> right gonna now. have like that alien pop out like in the movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so let's bring up the newest Boston Bruin. I know how excited you are to see Dmitri Orlov. He is now a member of the Boston Bruins and Garnett Hathaway, which Gar they needed to have a Garnett in Boston. I mean, it makes sense. Do you like the move, Ron? And before hey, we get when you think about this, Celtics bring Garnett in, they win a championship. Yeah. Bruins bring a Garnett in, they win a championship? Not according to my future prospects. <laughs> not according to your future prospects, but we know you're always wrong at everything. I, so. I am very wrong a lot of times, yes. Yes, you are. Um, so, look, what do you think of this move? Look, I, I like the pickups. Now, I'm stressing that I like the players, okay? I do not like what it costs them. Yeah, Because, right. uh, frankly, first round. it is way too much. First round way next year. Much. A third uh, in 24, a second in 25, and the Wild get a fifth round pick in 23, and they gave up Craig Smith. 
Right. Yeah. But, I mean, Craig Smith was the was the thing that they wanted to get rid of sal- some salary. Yeah. Cap, right. And honestly, he wasn't having that great. A season. Um, now, getting these players did not take the salary cap because uh, I believe the um, Wild had taken some of it. The Wild takes twenty five percent, and the Capitals take fifty percent of it. Yeah. So it, so yeah, I think he's a bargain. Yeah. No, I think getting rid of Craig Smith might be for something else just in case. Okay. Okay. So Orlov now, three with goals. With that being said, go ahead. I don't know if they're going to do anything else because I think they're leaving that door open for one guy, possibly two. Okay. And is this for the next segment? <laughs> no. What I'm okay. saying is I think they leave the door open just in case Patrick Kane says, well, I'll go to, say, you know, the Rangers, Boston, or Carolina. All I keep thinking about is Bruno Mars now when you say leave the door open. Gets me all excited. I love that song. Yeah, so I think that leaves the door open for that. And it also leaves the door open just in case the Islanders collapse in the next week. And maybe they want Bull Harbor. Okay. And that would be probably the only two players I can see them going after. So they pick up a defenseman, right? And all off three goals, 16 assists, uh, plus two on the season, 22-43 in uh, time on the ice. So he plays a lot, right? Which would benefit. What, what line does he fit on, Ron? Where do you put him? The third pairing. The, so third pairing. the third pairing. So this is why I'm saying you're, you're, you're giving up way too much for these guys for a fourth line forward and a third pairing defenseman. Because he's certainly not going to be ahead of of Lindholm and Grizzly at this point. They're playing too well. And frankly, I'm actually surprised that they went this route because you have Forbert, who, you know, is out there during penalty killing times and teams just do not score when he's out there when they're killing penalties. And therefore, I'm not even sure he's going to be regularly in the lineup. Yeah, th- so okay. I don't that like would be a bad. And does Hathaway fit, or is this just a depth? Def- Hathaway def- definitely fits, okay, because you know, first of all, you weren't getting anything from Craig Smith, yeah, all right, and he's not one of those guys that are going to go out there and get under the skin of the other team. Hathaway is that kind of a player, so you're bringing in a guy that can be like that Felino and Trent Frederick that they just wear you down and and just and just has that Brad Martian type of annoyance. Oh good, you need more of that. You. <laughs> no, like I'm not saying he's dirty or anything. Yeah. I'm just saying he's going to get under the skin. He's going to be playing with Frederick and Greer um until no shit comes back and then I don't know what happens. But um He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna get a lot of chances. Yeah, look, chances his numbers are better than his. His numbers were better than Smith. Yeah, he's uh, five more goals. goals. Yeah, yeah, five more goals. Uh, his shot percentage too, twelve point nine percent. No, he's a he's a good so, player to bring in, especially for playoffs. Like, yeah, he's a he's a great playoff type caliber player. So, Ron, obviously, my hockey guy, you know a lot more than I do about the NHL. I would ask you, was there a guy in this though? Then you say was the standout player to give up all that they gave up. 
Was it Orlov or was it the Hathaway? Which guy was more of a focal you know, point I, in this trade? You know, I think it's Orlov was the focal point. So to me, it smells like something else is brewing, to be honest with you. Um, it could mean it could mean a potential trade that involves a defenseman on the Bruins. And seeming Orlov is a left side. I would say could spell trouble for for uh, Grizzly, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I was thinking the Bruins would probably part ways with with Carlo, but him being the right side, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but I would I would be worried about one of those two guys if I was them, so because you- if they go for a big fish. One of those two guys are going. But this is my point. Do you break it up now with the chemistry that this team has had all season? Does this not start to affect some of that chemistry if you start to get rid of guys that have been big contributors? I don't, I don't think so because I, if you're if you're just if you're because now rid you're of talking about Grizzlick or right. So again, but a guy that's been pretty important to this team this season. Yeah, but he doesn't play much. Uh, you know, on the power play. You know, because they go with four forwards, and most of the times it's going to be Lindholm or McAvoy. He's not going to be out there most of the time during penalty killing. So, I mean, it's just five-on-five play that you're really changing. And for that matter, it's not really much of a difference. Okay. All right. We'll see if this uh, pans out for the Bruins, if there's something down the down the pike. It could be you know? something down the pike. And that's what I, I, I look at this. If this didn't make any sense, but the problem with that is giving up that first round pick. You makes you it look like effort. that. You're not yeah. going to be able to do yeah. anything now. Yeah. Unless so, it's a guy that, like you said, is valuable enough that. A team right. That... And that's why I look at Carlo because I mean, he's a good defensive player. And to me, that would make sense if you're going to try to get, I don't know, a Patrick Kane type player, not necessarily Patrick Kane. It could be Timu Meyer. Yeah. You know, it could be somebody, and that would make that would make sense. Gotcha. That would make sense. All right. Since we're on this NHL trade discussion, let's talk about some trade. The deadline is about a week away now. Next Friday, yeah. the deadline in the NHL. What are some of the moves that you can expect? All right. So everybody is expecting, you know, Patrick Kane. But Patrick who's, who's Kane, the the Rangers, right? But now when they picked up, yeah, when they got Tarasenko, it seemed like Tarasenko, oh well, yeah. you know that's probably dead and buried. Eh, I don't know about that. Um, I think the Rangers will try, and frankly, I think Patrick Kane. He, look, he's in Chicago, and. I've been thinking about this long and hard, and I know at the beginning of the season I said the Carolina Hurricanes would probably get Patrick Kane. And I'm thinking about this. Why is he going to leave Chicago to go to Carolina? He's going to want to go to a big market. And to me, that means New York or Boston. But what do you need if it's for one season? I mean, it's just to end the – he wants he's to a free go to a agent, cup right? contender, right? Yeah. 
And and I know Carolina's a cup contender, but I don't see him okaying a trade there. I don't see it. I okay. think he wants to stay in a big market, and I think I think he ends up in New York or stays in Chicago. Okay. And right. to be honest with you, I'm leaning towards staying in Chicago. Okay. So I'm gonna keep throwing names out and you tell me. Team Omaya. Team? Um, I don't think he's gonna move. Really? I don't think he's gonna move. I so think Devil- I think they're gonna try to re-sign him. Devils and Canes were rumored as the two teams possibly. Yeah. If he if he goes anywhere, it's gonna be in in Carolina because Carolina probably wants Kane and they're gonna end up with him. So he's okay. either gonna stay put or go to Carolina. All right. Jacob Chickron. Um, that's a tough one because I, I'm right now. I don't think he's going to move. All right. Rumored Jets, Winnipeg. Rumored Jets. I understand that, but I think the Jets are going to, they're going to go somewhere else. Okay. Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson could end up in Edmonton. Yep. That's who I had listed as possible. Right. Defenseman makes sense. Yes. It's something they really need desperately. Yep. How about Tyler Bertuzzi? I don't think he goes. Yeah, I think he stays, right? It makes sense for yeah. the Red Wings. They're building something. They got some young talent. Why Why get rid of yeah, him? Yeah, because they're in a playoff position, well, a wild card position right now, and I don't think they're going to – they might add. Okay. John Klingberg. Oh, where do I have Klingberg going? I have Klingberg going to Toronto. Ooh, okay. I had uh, Kraken or the Islanders uh, rumored. Definitely not the Kraken. Okay. Okay. Kevin Hayes. Stays put. Stays put. The rumored avalanche. I think he stays put. Okay. So I looked at this as well. Long-term injured reserve and teams that have the most cap space right now. The Canes have $10 million. Vegas Golden Knights, $8 million. Blue Jackets, $8 million. Avalanche, six point five. million. Capitals, five point two. million. Maple Leafs 4.4, Devils 2 million, Bruins 1.3 million. Yeah. So those are some of your big contenders. Who else on your list you could see moving and are any of those teams because they have some money? Okay, so uh, let's go to Vladislav um, uh, Gavrikov of Columbus. He was rumored to go to the Bruins. Bruins ended up making a different trade, so – I also have him going to Edmonton. I have Edmonton going after two defensemen. Which would make sense. Which is what they should be doing. Whether they do that is a totally different story, but that's what they should do. And if they did that, they become a cup contender. Right away, yeah. Um, I've got, let me see, who's a big name here that's nice and juicy? I've got Shane Gostisbehere. I have him as the only Arizona player being traded. Um, And I have him going to Pittsburgh. Now, the Pittsburgh thing is interesting because they could could end up selling. I mean, they're struggling right now. Yeah, Yeah. They're, they're they're on the outside looking in right now. But if they shore up their defense, I think they can make a push. And I think that would probably be the guy that they need to go after. Um, 
they've they've been so inconsistent all season long. They need some help on that defense because at times Jari looks shaky because he's getting pelted a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's not so much the shot totals, it's the shot quality. And um, I think that would help them show it up. So I'm going to say Gosta Spare, Pittsburgh. Okay. If not like anything it. now, even if it doesn't help them now, it could help them next season because, you know, their defensive captain there, you know, he's not getting any younger and he's looking like he yeah. could – he could. I really think the NHL, though, as I was researching some of this, has to figure out how they get some of these other teams to kind of play in the pool with the other kids. Because I'm like Arizona, the the amount of money they have (laughs) in in cap space because they don't spend any money. It's ridiculous. Like it just gets out of control when you you start to look at some of this stuff. So I'd be interested to see if they eventually change that. So you had mentioned Winnipeg. Yes. And I shot down that Winnipeg idea about, you know. Chikron. Yeah. Um, Chikron. What I think Winnipeg is going to do, I think Winnipeg is going to make a deal with, with Washington. Because, like, all of a sudden, Washington is this player in, you know, with available players to be had. They made the deal with Boston. I think Winnipeg makes a deal for Lars Zeller for center and uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk on defense. Now, the reason why I like this deal for Winnipeg is because they don't want to spend a whole lot of money and they're not going to want to spend, you know, six, seven million dollars on a guy that they might be able to take care of their problem for only a million. Um, so Lars Zeller will shore up <coughs> their fourth line, third line, you know, kind of thing. Um, bring some experience as well, you know, being in Washington. Um, and also Trevor Van Riemsdyk, you know, who's rumored to go all over the place at this point right now because of them tossing their hat into the arena. That changed everything. <coughs> and... For a team that doesn't spend a whole lot of money, like you were saying, yeah, those are bargain chips, and a guy like Van Riemsdyk could go anywhere. So, before we move on, let me just ask you this: You already said Patrick Kane. You're, you're pretty sure. I mean, unless it's the big market, he's probably not going anywhere. Is there a guy that possibly where nobody's even looking at Ron that you say this guy could move? And, and to your point, like you said, with Carlo or, uh, you know, somebody in Boston, is there another team that you'd be surprised but wouldn't – and I'm just like Ovechkin. Obviously, that would never happen. But, you know, a guy that you're like – maybe the team just says, okay, we're, we're, we're moving on from, from that player. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see that to from really anybody because I'm looking at the teams that are players and selling. <clears throat> Um, you're looking at Chicago. Really, you're, you're talking about Patrick Kane. So um, there's nobody really there. Anaheim, you're, you're looking at Klingberg, Shattenkirk, and Kulikov. I don't see them, you know, 
I don't see players like, say, Zegris going anywhere. I don't see players like, you know, um, quality players from these teams because they want to keep those guys. What Chicago did last year was baffling, you know, trading away guys that were young <coughs> and made no sense. Um, I don't know what Chicago was thinking. They played, they played that all wrong. But I don't see anybody like that. The only guy that that seems to be gaining interest that isn't really an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season is Vancouver's Brock Bozer. Um, now, that's a guy, for some reason, they want to trade, and it doesn't make any sense to me because you get a guy that's under contract. I mean, $6.5 contract doesn't seem like it's it's – it's too bad of a contract. Like, yeah. he, yes, he's not playing, a, having a great season this year, but it doesn't mean that this guy is not skilled. So um, that's a kind of player where I think New Jersey steps in. It's like, hey, I'll pay the six and a half million to take a shot at Brock Piston. Um, and he's going to be good until 24, 25. So, <clears throat> so you're only talking like three more seasons. So that might be something that New Jersey is willing to do because they don't have that that huge salary burden that you know a lot of these yeah. players are coming. So they're not going to go after a Patrick Kane. Yeah, uh, I think that fits their lane, and I think that's the kind of guy that they want to bring in. You know, a guy that's been around a little while, a leader, and that's that could be a. Very big pickup if New Jersey can get their hands on him, and that's where I have him going if he decides, if they decide to trade him. You know, so, but I don't see anybody out of the ordinary. You know, outside of somebody that, you know, I mean, it could be if if I'm if I'm going to say anybody, it's going to come from Washington, because all of a sudden they just started trading pieces away and they yeah. caught everybody by surprise. So. Will they trade Backstrom? Will they pra- trade Tom Wilson? That's an interesting one, and and one that I think could happen. So if I was to say anybody, I would say one of those two players right there. Outstanding. So next Friday, obviously our show, we're going to have a lot of NHL coverage, especially with the trade deadline, and see what happened and what didn't happen. Uh, so stay tuned for that next week. Can't wait. But it is pick and roll time, my friend. And we decided to go with a, we, a little bit higher number to this week. We had eight wide receivers that led the NFL in receptions last time back in 2015, so eight years ago. And those were Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Jarvis Landry, Larry Fitzgerald, Brandon Marshall, Demarius Thomas, and Odell Beckham Jr. We're going to rank them from eight to one. Is there and- anybody not on this list? Uh, yes. <laughs> so we are going to rank them from eight to one. You are first this week. So start us off, Ron, your pick and roll. Okay. Um, the list is so long. It's going to take me a little while to All scan right. it. Uh, so please stay tuned for the next half hour. <laughs> All right. So number eight was simple, very simple. Jarvis Landry. Um, basically, um, his numbers are not. Well, they might be good for, you know, well, not for me. Uh, Maybe for you, he's good, but not for me. 
132 games played, 713 receptions. I can't read my writing. Yep, that's um, correct. Seven thousand eight hundred and seventy yards. Yep, thirty-eight touch, thirty-eight touchdowns. Not yeah, enough. Not very good. Not no. one hundred thirty-two games now. No, so not enough. Five, five Pro Bowls, but like I said, mm-hmm. anybody can get into a Pro Bowl. They had backup yeah. quarterbacks this year. Yeah. So, um, no All Pro. So you were at number eight. Um, yeah, yeah. Not, not good enough. Number seven, also, to me, not good enough. Not good enough. 96 games, and I won't say the name yet, but now you know. 531 receptions, 7,367 yards, 56 touchdowns, a Super Bowl. Does he only get credit for half of it? Aww. Uh Three Pro Bowls, no All-Pro. For a guy this hyped up, you might think that he have, he would have won an All-Pro by now, but he can't be all that hyped without one of those. Um, Odell Beckham. Like, I don't know if you saw the picture seven. with him and Robert Kraft at the Super Bowl. It's a big, big thing going around with, that he's coming to New England, but go ahead. Well, that, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> but he's still number seven on this yeah, list. Agreed. Agreed. I can see why. All right, number six. Me and Julio down by the playground. Hey. Um, Julio Jones, 155 games played, 903 receptions, 1,629. I had a couple of ands in there that probably didn't belong. Those are his <laughs> yards 63 touchdowns, seven Pro Bowls, two All Pro. Four this Pro is- Bowls. This is where the oh, Julio Jones, yes. Yeah, Julio Jones. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is where the numbers started looking like real players. Okay. So good player. Good player. No Super Bowls. Almost. Almost. 28-3, baby. <laughs> Still lives. Still lives. That man right there. I should probably put him lower now. <laughs> um, okay, number five, Demarius uh, uh, Thomas. I have him ahead of Julio. So he's ahead of him at the playground. 143 games played. So he played less games. 724 receptions. 9,763 yards. Had the same amount of touchdowns. It's a guy, you know, that that did his job when called upon. Okay. Like, look, they're not astronomical numbers. But I think the ball was spread around quite a lot, and they had a lot of good running backs on that team. So um, one Super Bowl champion, Chip. Four All Pros. I mean, four Pro Bowls, rather. No All Pros. It was really tough with him and Julio for me, but I gave him the nod because he did it in a lot less games. Uh, twelve less games. Not a lot, but it is twelve. So I, I don't know. The jury's still out on that one. Um, I gave him the edge because of that Super Bowl. 
Yep, as usual. And that he's not with us anymore. Okay. You can't use that as a deciding factor. Hey, That's hey, a deciding hey, factor. Hey, I can do whatever I want. All right. To. Yeah, it is no I list. Good, good call. Pick and roll. Just I'm roll rolling with it. With it. Yeah. I pick okay. them and then I roll with it. Yeah. All right. Now we start to get going here. Okay. DeAndre right. Hopkins, 145 games played, yeah. 853 or seven. Can't read my writing. Uh, receptions. <laughs> Um, 11,298 yards, yeah. 71 touchdowns, five Pro Bowls, three time all pro, three time all pro, and he's fourth. Yeah, third. Where is my third? Oh, I put Brandon Marshall at number three. Uh, 179 games played, 970 receptions, 12,351 yards, 83 touchdowns. Those touchdowns. I love those touchdowns. Yeah. Um, Six-time Pro Bowler, one All-Pro. Um, he, was a, he was a good receiver. He was so good. He was. And, he bounced around a lot, though. Yeah, he did. But he was good no matter where, really. Um, I remember when he went to Chicago, was it? Yep. Chicago. He started in Denver, Miami, Seattle. He was everywhere. But yeah. Yeah. And he seemed to, no matter what, he got those yards with no matter who the quarterback was. Yeah. Number two. It actually pained me to put this guy here. Uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, The loose cannon had 146 games. (laughs) That's it. Christmas card. Yes, I, yes, yes. No Christmas card. I don't expect one from him. Maybe I'll just send you a pick. Maybe. Um, you don't want those. No. No. <laughs> no. Although I don't think he could do it on TikTok or Instagram or wherever he did it. No, probably not. <laughs> I think he's banned from them. No. Um, 928 receptions, 12,291 yards. 83 touchdowns. Um, he has a Super Bowl championship, which is why he's ahead of Brandon Marshall. Um, and also seven Pro Bowls and four All-Pro also yeah. has something to do with that. Just a little bit. Um, yeah. Those are, those are some spectacular numbers. But, but I put Larry Fitzgerald at number one. Larry Fitzgerald, 263 games, 1,432 receptions. The only one over 1,000. I mean, he did play a lot more games. Yeah. But that's a good thing because he at least was playing games and not quitting. Come on. No, go ahead. I got gotcha. you. Didn't throw go his ahead. jersey into yes, the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the number, the number, 121 touchdowns. Better than all the rest of these guys. Uh, 11 Pro Bowls, one All Pro. Um, he also won a Walter Payton Award. So, yeah. Can't be too bad, right? Yeah. No, nope, not at all. Nice. So, guy. Larry Fitzgerald, I think, um, look, I've never heard of any trouble he's been in. No. No, he's so, always one of those classic. So, you, class so you're looking at a quality guy as as well as a quality player. Yep. Always was there. 
when you needed him. You know, okay. especially in those short yardage, trying to get that first down, boom, he's there. And yeah. he comes up with the catch. The guy, I, I don't know if I've ever seen him drop a ball, to be honest. Maybe one. Yeah, no, he's he was he was phenomenal. He was. So uh we had we had the uh the the bread the same. It's the, the little bit in between. So your sandwich is made a little different than my sandwich. But Jarvis Landry, I had it eight. I agree with you. His numbers just 38 touchdowns, not very good. Odell Beckham Jr., I had it seven as well. Uh, again, to your point, you know, the even with the Super Bowl, it really wasn't him. He wasn't a big part of that Super Bowl win. At six, though, I had Demarius Thomas, and I had Demarius Thomas because of the yardage. So 9,763 yards. I, I, he, right. I, I said that those two could have been different. Right. But then I, I have Julio Jones much higher than you. Yeah. Um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I went five. Uh, and again, if you look at some of the receptions, 853 right now, I didn't put him ahead of Brandon Marshall at four, who has 970 receptions, 12,000 yards. I went Julio Jones at three because of those 13,629 yards and highest yards per reception on this list at 15.1. Yeah. So the man was catching, you know, a first downs every time. Yeah. And then so. Pro Bowls, but all right, 28-3. Um, yes. But seven Pro Bowls, two all pros. And I want to discuss this part of it. Antonio Brown, two. We we can all right. Larry Fitzgerald, who votes on these all pros? Because how has this man only won one with those? I, know. I, I don't know. That was ridiculous. Know. The guy had 1432 receptions. 17,492 yards, 121 touchdowns. Nobody on this list even close to that. No. One all-pro. No. How does that make any sense? You know, there were many years that went by that I wish he was a Patriot. Do you not remember? He was rumored. There was a big rumor when he was going to retire, and they were talking Larry Fitzgerald, him, Brady. I would have loved to have seen that combination. Yep, I would have too. But – I mean, so we had the bread the same. The, the the meat in between was a little different. Well, it was just in a different order because yeah. we all we all dealt with the same ingredients. Yes, 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 yes. I you put your cheese ahead of my my ham, I guess lettuce, yeah. however you want to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but good pick and roll. I mean, you know the amazing thing too, out of all those guys, it goes to show that you don't need a top wide receiver to win a championship because. There's only two championships won in that Odell Beckham Jr. and, and Antonio Brown, and both of them had to go, you know, play with Tom Brady or somebody else to get him. Yeah, stacked Rams, and he only and, played and, half the game. Yeah, Demarius Thomas, right? Won it with Peyton Manning. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, Ron, it is prediction time. We're going to bring up those numbers. I do have to make a correction. I didn't put Manny's in by mistake. So, Manny, I will, I will update this. Uh-oh. I do apologize. Manny, get after him. Yeah, yeah. He said, How did I? He texted me earlier. He's like, How did I do? And I'm like, Oh, I forgot to put him in. So I will put his in uh, after Kenny. If you're still on, you went three and three, 500. We didn't have a good week, though. We, we all had our losing record. No, uh, I had a know. bad week and I still gained one on you. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. It was that Just XFL game. That, that XFL game. Yes, I know. I was, I, hey, I watched it. That was a hell of a game. <laughs> so, if you guys are joining live and you want to chime in, we can add you to our list. Uh, just let us know which team you are l- rooting for uh, on these upcoming games that we are going to discuss now. 
So we start off in the NBA on February 25th. You have the Boston Celtics at the Philadelphia 76ers. That's tomorrow night. Mm. Philly playing some good ball. Joel Embiid looking good. I'm going to go Boston, though. Going to go Boston. Whew. Which way do I want to go here? I'm going to go Boston as well. I'm going Boston as well. I, I, I think uh, I think the C's pull this off. They know how important it is. Um, February 26th. Kenny, if you're on, just let us know. February 26th, the Phoenix Suns at the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks are so hot right now, but Giannis being out. Phoenix, I think Kevin Durant will play in this game. I'm going Phoenix here. Yeah, I am as well. With no Giannis, there's no way I'm picking Bucks. All right. February 26th, you got the Los Angeles Clippers at the Denver Nuggets. Um, is this going to be his first game with what, Westbrook? I will be. I believe so. I believe this will be his first game. So that'll be uh, a loss for the Clippers. <laughs> I went Nuggets as well. Uh, I I still think that, yeah, you got to get them to mesh and play a few games together beforehand. Yeah, oh, yeah. You have to at least get 50 games into mesh. (laughs) (laughs) February 25th in the NHL, we got the Dallas Stars at the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm not as sold on Dallas anymore. Yeah, I'm not as sold on Dallas. I'm going Vegas here. I think Vegas has been playing a little bit better hockey now. They kind of wrote the... Righted the ship a little bit. Yeah. Going to Golden Knights. Um, mm, that's a tough one. Um, I'm I'm gonna go to st- with the stars. I'm gonna okay. go with the stars. On the stars. All right. Yep. I think they're gonna they're gonna play big time hockey. I think they're gonna they're gonna make a move. I think this is gonna light a fire. Okay. February 26th, you got the Los Angeles Kings at the New York Rangers. Yeah. Please. Please. The Rangers. I mean, come on. All right. I went Rangers as well. I think, uh, obviously, East versus West. We talk about East versus West. Um, March 1st. Believe it or not, March already. Holy cow. Um, New Jersey Devils at the Colorado Avalanche. This is a good one. This is a very good one. Devils play very well on the road. Hey, I'm going. Jeff. I'm going New Jersey here. Yeah, I knew you would because of that that road stuff. But um, I'm going Avs. Right. Avs. They they need to win. They they are they are yes. XFL action on February 26th. You got the Arlington Renegades at the Houston Roughnecks. Who's the coach of the Roughnecks? I have no idea. Oh come on! I have not paid. Is that Rod Woodson? No, he just played is the that, Renegades uh, last week. I didn't pay attention. Wait a minute, let me see. Roughnecks. That, uh, what's his name? Uh, Roughnecks head. Phillips. Coach. Wade Phillips. Is that Wade Phillips? What I was thinking. No, it's Kurt. Uh, Kurt Malowski. No idea who that. Is. Yeah. So <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Renegades. All right. I'm gonna stay with the Renegades. You know how I did this last year with yeah. the USFL. Yeah. USFL. Yeah. Which I is in April. Get ready. Yes, April. I cannot wait for my stallions to come back. They had they had a uh, draft. Stallions. They had the USFL draft, and we didn't even cover it. 
well, we, we should have done a watch show. party. We should have done yes. a watch party. <laughs> yes. draft. Oh my goodness. Uh, I went, went roughnecks here. <laughs> I went roughnecks. Of course you did, because you got the first one wrong, so why not get the second one wrong? Yes, but uh, I think they scored 33. They had, like, um, the highest uh, scoring last last. Yeah, week, but they so. didn't have to go up against Root Woodson's defense. Rod Woodson? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, all right. No, they didn't. But the I Renegades did, and they still pulled it out. Okay. And that come-from-behind win. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm still going. I'm still going. Houston yeah, Roughnecks. Houston Roughnecks. All right, and then on February, Renegades. February 26th, my friend, um, oh, Paolo Casino 400 NASCAR. I'm looking right now because I forgot to, to check a driver <laughs> here as well. Uh, I am going. Uh, Kyle Larson. I'm gonna go with Har Harvick. Harvick. Yes. All right. Harvick. Got it. All right. So that is our predictions for this week. We will see how we do, we do next Boy, week. And I will how did we just disrespect NASCAR? Yeah, I know we did. Both of us horrible. forget to pick a driver. Both of us. Very bad. Very bad. This was this is not a good week for us. I apologize, fans. So, um, so I guess as, I won't be getting a Christmas card. Yeah, from NASCAR fans either. Yeah, it's both of us on that one. So uh, as we finish the show off, uh, normally we end with our final thoughts, but we always have you explain to the fans out there if they'd like to sponsor the show. We are still looking for a sponsor for yes. any one of these segments. So we just got our new segment, Future Prospects. How great would it be to have something, you know, to advertise your business hey, on our new on. sponsor? You're thinking of something that's futuristic, right? <laughs> So the latest sci-fi show, hop yeah. up back, you know? you know, anything, anything, but Ron, how can they sponsor sports unfolded? Hey, it's really simple, Eric, because all you have to do is just send us an email at ribroadcasting.media at gmail.com. We can send you out all the information, but really what it, what it comes down to that it is inexpensive. You know, it's like a dozen of eggs, a dozen yeah. of eggs in Massachusetts, Walmart, eight dollars, you know. Um, but it's even less than that. Less than that. Less. And less than ten gallons you get four of gas, episodes. Yeah, you get four episodes and we read off your your um ad for you and we put up the graphics as we read it off and people see, hear, and sometimes maybe even feel the ad. Feel TV, baby. Feel TV. And if you'd like to follow us, sponsor the sh uh, not only spots in the show, but donate your stars, your bits. Yep. Again, follow that little ticker. It's told you all the different ways to watch and listen to us. And you can donate stars and bits to us on Facebook and Twitch. And subscribe so on subscribe. Twitch. Let's get you some two subscribers. subscribers. Excellent. Outstanding. Continue to subscribe. So, Ron, it is final thoughts time, and you are first this week, my friend. Of course, friend. So I'm first, Eric. Of you course, you lead us off. We are, of course, we are continue well, to. You know, it's my my annual time of the year where I praise the season in the NHL, 
and I give all these teams credit for being in the mix. Your team could be in the mix right now, whether it's Winnipeg, Detroit, you know, Seattle. Who would have thought, right? You never know what the playoffs could bring because it all starts all over again. Well, hopefully this next week you get your team to say, hey, you know what? We're going all in. We're going all in. We're going to get Patty Kane. We're going to go get some Brock Bozer. Uh, we're going to get whatever we need to get to bring home the cup. And it could be Winnipeg. It could be Buffalo. It could be Carolina. Or it could be Boston. You never know. And this is an exciting time because now when you get your team's headlines that says, oh, we just traded for Patrick Kane. We got the Stanley Cup. You have hope. You have hope, desire, and you are ecstatic. And there are about 20 teams right now that are all in in the buying phase. And your team could be one of them. You never know. It starts here. Yeah. No, and I will say this, Ron. Well said. If you think about trade deadlines in any sport, NHL has to be the number one. And then Major League Baseball. Like, you see a lot of movement on those two. Yeah. You know, even with the NBA, as as you never see it sometimes the way – I mean, this year, obviously a little different with Kevin Durant. But you don't see it as much. It's not as anticipated. The NHL, it's always a fun time because you see so many guys moving. And it yeah, changes – there's the- always a guy that's that's a free agent – that is a really good player, and everybody wants him, and he's on a really bad team that year. Yeah, and it changes the complexity he's of the move. league, right? Yeah, it yes. changes the complexity. So it's such a great one. Thank you. Uh, my final thoughts are uh, there's two here. One of them, uh, honestly, it just it was something we probably could have covered, but Russell Wilson, and I'm not sure if anybody's even heard about this, uh, if you've heard about this story, but supposedly he wanted Pete Carroll and the GM fired. And he went on social media stating that he never said that. Is this even a big deal? Who cares? And I think this is why we didn't make it one of our stories today. Because you know why? Because nobody no. really cares about right? Russell Wilson. But people that and again, would this be unexpected? You don't think Tom Brady, instead of wanting to leave New England, was not talking to Bob Kraft and saying it's either him or me? I'm sure this happens all the time. This is nothing new. What is the big deal? But yet people are making this into such a big story. I am not surprised by it. If Russell Wilson said it or didn't say it, who cares? Because I'm sure this happens everywhere. You don't think Aaron Rodgers goes to the Green Bay organization and says, look, I want I want my coach fired. I'm sure it's happening. Could be and happening they, at the moment. Right? It could be. So this is this is this is normal in the NFL. Yet they had to make this into this big thing. And could, why would he say that? Because that's what they do in that league. So I just wanted to get that out there. And then I just wanted to wish um, a congratulations to the, the women's national soccer team winning the, she believes cup you at team USA ones that won the, she believes cup. So good momentum going into the next tournament. Uh, one of the probably best national teams we have in this country, the U S women's soccer, they have so consistent and in, in winning consistently and don't get enough credit. So great job to the women's national team for winning the She Believes Cup. That has been our show tonight, Ron. Another 
great episode. I appreciate your time tonight. All the fans out there that joined us live, Kenny, you've been amazing. And all you do for Sports Unfolded, everyone that's going to watch afterwards, just make sure you continue to follow, subscribe, donate those stars and bits, and continue to follow us on our social media platforms. We will see you next week. Another big week with the NHL. Cannot wait to see all these moves. And uh, check out all our rankings. So the NBA rankings, new look. I like the new look of the NBA rankings. Our NHL rankings as well. Uh, very excited to see where those teams fall um, next week. So, Ron, I will see you next Friday, my friend. You take care. Everybody out Great there. Night, everybody. All we ask for is peace on earth.